Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Mr. President, just a quick follow on the same theme of consequences. You said just now that you spoke to him a lot about human rights. What did you say would happen if opposition leader Alexei Navalny dies? I made it clear to him that I believe the, the consequences of that would be devastating for Russia. I'll go. Well, now Alexei Navalny is dead at the age of 47 in a Russian prison somewhere north of the Arctic Circle. So what will be the consequences for Vladimir Putin, consequences for Russia? And does this change the equation of the aid package that sits with the House of Representatives passed by the Senate that brings $60 billion to Ukraine, but actually is utilized for the building of bullets right here in America? And how does any of this play into a long-term strategy certainly when russia is trying to weaponize space as we were told in this cryptic post by chairman mike turner of the house intelligence committee where it is believed what he is discussing is the ability to utilize space and utilize weaponry to destroy satellites as they did one of their own spy satellites that they launched in 1982 is russia the threat of our lifetime or is this much ado about nothing and is Joe Biden a guy who is going to live up to his own words? Tony Katz, good to be with you. That is a lot to cover. Senator Todd Young joins me right now from Indiana. He is the senior senator of Indiana and, of course, my senator as well. Sir, forgive the voice. It's just a cold. The mind still works pretty well. Uh, the news released this morning that Alexei Navalny, who has been the opposition par- uh, leader to uh, Vladimir Putin, who came back to Russia and was immediately put in, in jail, has died in prison Uh your thoughts to that and to the how does that change, if at all, relations between the United States and Russia? Yeah, thank you uh, for having me on, Tony. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm playing a little hurt today, too. So uh, if I sound out of the weather, um, listen, it is uh, it's a somber occasion today. Um, Alexei Navalny, he was uh, without doubt. Uh, uh, the leader of the opposition movement, uh, such as it was in Russia. Uh, certainly, that was the case after the killing of Prigozhin uh, just some time ago. And uh, he showed incredible bravery, character, heroism uh, over a number of years, uh, trying to build a, a movement of people mobilize that movement, even from behind bars, verbally communicating utterances to his attorneys who would in turn uh, put those on uh, social media. Uh, so we, we lost uh, our, uh, a leader, of uh, a Democratic leader, 
uh, of, of world significance. He also demonstrated uh, to the world that many Russians don't want, they don't want the autocrat in power. They want something other than Vladimir Putin. So uh, there is a natural inclination, especially in a totalitarian state, which is what we now have in Vladimir Putin's Russia. There's a natural inclination to rally around one's leader, uh, even uh, in the case of wars that uh, are instigated uh, by your own country and, and done so unlawfully and immorally. It's just a human pulse to sort of rally around one's one's leader. But Amidst those significant headwinds, we still know there is a massive, massive uh, group of people who uh, are, are prepared for, ready for something else. And, and so um, I think it's important to sort of begin there because that lays a predicate for further conversation about the future of Russia and uh, whether or not this is an immovable force of Vladimir Putin, his cronies in the military, uh, which uh, submits to his uh, every whim as, as we think about the conflict in Russia and some of the difficult decisions we're having to make. With respect to President Biden, there's no question uh, he laid down the, the proverbial gauntlet. He pledged there would be devastating consequences. When the president of the United States makes those sorts of pledges, uh, establishes red lines, those red lines have to be enforced. They have to be enforced. And so it begs the question, something uh, we'll be pressing President Biden on uh, consistently, what now? Well, I would say Congress also has an obligation. Uh, We need to continue to uh, resource the freedom fighters in Ukraine who are uh, paying in blood, playing, paying the United States uh, and our allies in blood for uh, diminishing the military capabilities of Vladimir Putin and also paying in, in, in blood. We send them the weapons uh, and, and, and they fight in order to deter further aggression in other areas of the world. You know, as bad as Vladimir Putin is, there are other autocrats who seek to undermine U.S. interests from our trade to our intellectual property to our our, very welfare of our families and communities. Xi Jinping, China, that's one of them. He's stealing big pieces of ocean, wants to grab uh, Taiwan. Uh, We rely on Taiwan for a lot, but... Uh, among other things, semiconductors, which, you know, they go into everything with an on-off switch, try modern life without on-off switches. Um, my, my, so, I'm going to bring know, it back then, just and, a little bit. Because I understand yeah. bringing up China, but I do want to focus, talking to Senator Todd Young uh, of, sure. of, of Indiana, and, and the focus is is not even on whether or not we should be supportive of of Ukraine. You talk about the Ukrainians paying uh, with their blood. That's absolutely uh, true. They were the ones who were invaded. I'm not saying it is right, but if there's something they're going to pay, that is exactly what they're going to pay with. I want to get back to what Joe Biden said, because it would seem to me 
that Joe Biden's commentary, quote, I made it clear to him, meaning Vladimir Putin, that I believe the consequences of Alexei Navalny dying in prison would be devastating for Russia. That is making a statement. That is a, that, call it a threat, call it what you will. So now the question is, has Joe Biden committed the United States to some kind of forceful reaction to Russia, towards Russia, on Russia, with Alexei Navalny dying? Yeah, well, what, that's what we need to press him on, Tony. We don't want time and place of our choosing. We want an unambiguous response. We want a response like they're asking for jets. They're asking for tanks. We're giving them uh, jets and tanks to diminish Vladimir Putin's military power and uh, play, get him out of power. Uh, we are asking our secretary of state to uh, immediately convene ambassadors within NATO and uh, in, in Japan and, and uh, so many other countries and saying collectively, we all decide uh, that we are going to be tightening down our sanctions. Uh, no more business with, with Russia because we know that uh, that's, that's a porous exercise where uh, even, even a little bit of, of, of trade leads to benefits to their military. So that's the sort of response we want. We're already in a wartime posture in the sense that uh, so there, there, there are many things that have tools that have already been brought to bear, but there's additional things that need to be brought to bear. And this is where President Biden has fallen short. Um, you can't you can't be half in in a war. You're either at war or you're not at war. We are at war. It's a unique sort of war where, blessedly, uh, American-made weapons are being sent overseas uh, and given to other brave freedom fighters. Uh, so it doesn't require the deployment of our own forces. Um, and there are, you know, we're not getting into the root causes, happy to do that. But, but, but so there, there are limitations to our involvement in this war, but, but we're at war. So we should not be pulling punches. And I've just listed a couple of things that I see we could do. But, you know, the president of the United States has the entire military apparatus. And to that end, sir, I'm going to I'm going to just uh, forgive me for interrupting. Normally, I don't do that. Talking to Senator Todd Young, sure. uh, your point being, Senator Young, that that you you believe that there should be a response to the death of Alexei Navalny. In your view, is that response one that is United States to Russia or is that response to you that the House should authorize what the Senate has already authorized in terms of an aid package, and that should be, in your view, there should be even more, and that should be the way we respond? Well, Tony, you're a really smart guy, and your listeners are smart, um, and, and they will know, many of them will know, that I already support it. Before we knew that uh, uh, Navalny had likely been killed, by Vladimir Putin, I already supported uh, continuing to resource the Ukrainian Ukrainian freedom fighters. But I also emphasize that if we're going to support them, we had to be in this thing to win. We had to be in this thing uh, not with undue reservations about risk of escalation. 
That's a serious issue, but the president has has showed too far too many uh, reservations when uh, Ukrainians requested military platforms to send them. So now I think because the president has has done something which is um, typically ill-advised, he established a red line, maybe a red line that uh, he didn't wasn't prepared to enforce, but he established a red line. So there's an opportunity for the president. Number one, continue to make the argument, which he should have been making anyway. I'm glad he's making it now. Why this is important to the American people, why it's important to our way of life, our national security. And in the end, it's going to save us a lot of human and and material resources anyway. So he needs to do that. But number two, once we authorize additional funding for the Ukrainian freedom fighters, now we can say, you know what? I wasn't prepared to send tanks or whatever they need before standoff weapons, uh, but I am now because Navalny has been killed. So he can have it both ways, and I would encourage him to do so. Now, folks like myself will will be reminding people uh, that President Biden has, you know, but for his reluctance, Ukrainians may have already won. You know, I mean, so it's fair because he's up for a job interview. For me to continue to make that that statement, uh, but uh, I want what's best for our country, best for our security. So I would encourage him to go ahead and and uh, use this opportunity to finesse his support, uh, increase his support for the Ukrainians. I hope that was clear. So just uh, for for the sake of clarity, before I, I let you go. Nothing about the death of Alexei Navalny talking to Senator Todd Young of Indiana has you thinking that because the president said the the uh, consequences would be devastating for Russia leads you to believe that President Biden, the United States, should get itself involved in a war posture with Russia directly. Rather, you would keep things to support of Ukraine. Well, exactly. And that's that is the answer is yes. I could stop there, but I think it's really important that I uh, add this. One of the primary reasons we are involved in Ukraine is is to prevent America's sons and daughters from having to be deployed on the ground in a NATO allied country. If Putin grabs Ukraine, the next big one is going to be Poland. Poland is on the border of Ukraine. Poland is a signatory to NATO. The NATO treaty says under Article 5 that if Poland's territory is attacked, is abridged, the United States and other countries will respond militarily. So we would have a treaty obligation if we didn't respond pursuant to that treaty No, it would be like violating a contract. Your credit score goes way up. Okay, so our our national credit score would go way up. No one would ever sign treaties with us. We'd lose our alliances. Our trading relationships would be undermined and so forth. So that's what's at stake. We want to prevent that cascading of events on the cheap. There is an opportunity for President Biden to step up, to put his money where his mouth is, and to actually resource the Ukrainians, because I think Congress is going to put on his desk for his signature some additional resourcing 
um, to so that this stuff can be set in motion. Senator Todd Young joining me earlier, and I appreciate him taking the, the, the time. I I must be uh, for for the sake of clarity, as I've discussed, uh, I I support the idea of supporting Ukraine. I certainly think that we are of it is a benefit to us as a nation uh, to help them survive. I, I absolutely I can argue this with anybody. But as I, I said earlier, the southern border is unprotected and we're worried about protecting another border. You, you, it can't work like that. And if you were going to say to me, well, Tony, we could do two things at once, but we're not, are we? We're not doing two things at once. We're just not. And, and this is the part where when, when you see people upset with, uh, with, with Senator Young on these subjects, I, I think this is it. And I think it's, it's not only worthy for, for him to notice, but for, for Congress as a whole to notice that there is a segment of America that is saying to you as clear as day, This isn't about whether or not we think Ukraine should be destroyed. We don't. It's that we don't think the United States should be destroyed, and it has to come first. So could you do us a favor and make it come first? That's where it is. And I think both the House and the Senate have done an unbelievably horrible job of addressing the subject, and this is all they have to do. Basic, simple legislation on the border. Finish the wall, which is a fence. Add the technology in the places where you don't have the wall. Do something about the labor issues that are necessary. Start there. Oh, and no more of this madness of of asylum. A president who's willing to shut down a border when necessary. If not, immediately. But these three pieces that I mentioned, start there. Start there there but don't ask americans to somehow live in fear that if we don't stop russia in in ukraine utilizing ukrainian bodies we're going to be at war our southern border already looks like a war zone start there it's just that simple and that the house and the senate don't do it it disgusts us to no end And yeah, we're right to be disgusted. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today.